This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 17. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Brett Hurst. And I'm Kelly Hurst. We are marriage educators, and we're co-founders of Home Encouragement. And as always, this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Our hope is simple. We just want to encourage you in your marriage relationship. We believe that healthy marriage should always be a front-burner conversation, and that's why we do this. That's, we're here to help that happen. In this episode, we are very honored to have uh, two special guests with us that are also great friends of ours, James and Rachel Poisky. Uh, James has a PhD in clinical psychology and is in private practice uh, with Katie Child Psychology Associates. Rachel's pastor of children's ministries at Memorial Drive uh, Presbyterian Church here in Houston, and that's just a very brief uh, bi- biography <laughs> of what you guys are involved in. You help people literally all over the world. I know you do a lot of speaking around the world uh, as well. So they have two precious children, which we'll let them tell us about. And uh, we welcome you both to Marriage to the Max. Thank you. Glad Thank to be you. here. <laughs> thrilled thrilled that, you, that we got to do this. Yes, we are. Well, uh, t- go ahead and talk to us a little bit about your family story. Well, okay. Um James and I have been married for 13 years now, mm-hmm. and uh, when we, you know, when we started dating, got married, I think we didn't even really realize how passionate we both were about children. So that's kind of something we've learned along the way, and we especially learned when we have two children. Our um, son is 10, and our daughter's five. And when our son was um, three, he was diagnosed with uh, muscular dystrophy. And it's um, ultimately a um, fatal disorder. And so that made us kind of stop and and look at things. And um, so at that point, you know, I think when you get a diagnosis like that, it affects your marriage. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we see it affects it two ways. One, you kind of start moving away from each other and dealing with your grief in different ways. Mm -hmm. And then the other way is it draws you closer and you become a stronger team and you start to figure out how to um, fight the thing together. And so I feel like for James and I, that's what happened is, you know, we had a a good marriage Mm -hmm. before um, special needs entered our life, but um, it became stronger for sure after that. So... James, you want to add to that? Yeah, no, I, th- I think it, it's, it was, it's been one of those situations where when you're in a difficult situation, it helps you learn more about yourself, I think. Well, it can, it can provide that opportunity. And I think some people uh, tap into that opportunity, and we were able to do that. I think it can be harder for others to, to do that at times. Mm-hmm. And we've been able to learn a lot and grow a lot. And I think we've realized through this process that – what's really struck home the importance of being connected and really, like Rachel said, being on the same team. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you're not, it can really, I think, serve to tear you apart. So it's it's really kind of underscored that. But I think it's also through this process, you know, 
when you get married and you're starting a family, you have this vision of what your path in life is going to be like, mm-hmm. and you have kind of you think you know at least how things are going to work out, and kind of like utopia. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. You know what a great parent you're going to be, and <laughs> what a great spouse, and all that sort of thing. And when something like this happens, it really rocks that whole mm-hmm. perception of how you thought things were going to be, mm-hmm. and. It takes a while to figure out what your new path in life is, mm-hmm. and I, I think that it's been a it, it, it's been a challenging process, but it's also been a a strengthening and kind of a, a process of new discovery too along that that same that same line. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm. I can only imagine how devastating the the initial news was, and I know there have been subsequent things that have happened, you know, that, that from time to time where you kind of revisit that. But during that initial um, delivery of the news and so forth, excuse me, how did, how you said you kind of went off to your corner, so so to speak, to, to grieve and people grieve in different ways. What did that look like? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, um, you know, we gave each other space to grieve in your own way and mm-hmm. we gave each other timeouts where... Um, you know, we would just say, I need to leave for um, an hour, and the other person would say, okay, go. Mm-hmm. So um, we let each other grieve, because I think you can't expect every, you're going to grieve the same way, mm-hmm. um, but we let each other grieve the way they needed to, and we just gave more, you know, um, no, you talk a lot about grace and marriage, and we just gave each other, I think, extra grace mm-hmm. and the ability to say, "I need a time out. I mm-hmm. need to. I need to get away for an hour. I need to do that." And so, mm-hmm. I think that's one thing we did. I think another thing that we did was we actually went out by ourselves in the early days a couple times and had meetings, and we we realigned our priorities and mm-hmm. we literally wrote them down and said. These are our new priorities. Mm-hmm. This may have been our old priorities. These are our new priorities because it does change your entire world. Mm-hmm. It changes mm-hmm. your entire priorities and a lot of times for the better. Mm-hmm. And we said, these are our new goals for our family. These are our new priorities, and mm-hmm. this is how we're going to get there. And mm-hmm. so, because, I mean, we even had to make different decisions about jobs, about where mm-hmm. we lived. Mm-hmm. All of these, it affected every aspect of our life, even more children we would have, whatever. And mm-hmm. so um, we we sat we sat down. I think communication is so important mm-hmm. in a marriage, but in a special needs marriage, it's over, mm-hmm. <laughs> over the top. And one thing I, we would also do in the early days is um, I w- we would check in with each other every day and mm-hmm. say, how are you doing yeah. today? Mm-hmm. And you could be doing however, you know, you could say, I'm having a really bad day. Yeah. But it was just that we each took time that day to say, how are you doing today? Mm-hmm. How are you dealing with this today? And um, that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. So, and and I think too, if I, if I could just add to that, and it's it, there's obviously different phases of grief and that sort of thing, and and you're you're definitely in shock initially, mm-hmm. and uh, just trying to wrap your brain around it, and you're sad and and, and grieving and that sort of thing. But then there's kind of a longer term grieving, and I think that, as Rachel said, people grieve in different ways. And I think from my perspective, I, I almost kind of got, I put my doctor hat on. I got very clinical and, mm-hmm. and started trying to do things from a, pro- a professional perspective as much as I could to help out with muscular dystrophy and that sort of thing. And I think Rachel dealt with it a little bit differently. And I, I think everybody has to have their own grief process and be allowed to do that in their own way. Mm-hmm. But you have to communicate about that mm-hmm. because, as Rachel was saying, I think what ha- can happen if you don't communicate about it is that the other person may misinterpret your process, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, because you're traveling, you're, you're experiencing it in different ways, there can, it, can, it can feel like it's driving you apart. 
Right. And so, for example, if I um, am traveling somewhere to give a presentation and talk to families in other places about this sort of thing, if I wasn't communicating to Rachel about why I was doing that and kind of how that was helping me through this, then she would feel she might feel like I'm just kind of escaping or, sure. you know, like that's doing, your thing. doing right. your thing and yeah. shutting me out and that sort of thing. So I think you have to allow the other person to grieve in their own way, but you have to communicate about where you're at in the process and kind of how that's helping you and mm-hmm. kind of negotiate those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So mm, That's yeah. a really great point. And I think a good example is, you know, the first couple of years, James was going to conferences and learning everything he could. And I didn't want to be involved at all mm-hmm. with, I didn't want to meet another parent. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to a support group. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to a conference. I didn't want to do any of it. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that. Yeah. And, and he just let me do that and I let mm-hmm. him do his thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, we were dealing with it very differently, mm-hmm. but still together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for us, and I'm not saying this is, Everybody's supposed to feel this way, but, um, you know, about a week after he was diagnosed, we looked at each other and said, you know, this is what we're called to do. Mm -hmm. We felt like God had called us to this, um, to this fight, this disease and to the community, Mm -hmm. to the greater um, community. And so that united us in it. And like you you were created for such an hour as this. Yes, exactly. Kind of, that. Yeah, and I, if, if I can jump in, I, I guess the way, and I'll, I'll, maybe you can phrase it crudely, but I'll phrase it politely. Um, <laughs> sometimes things happen for no reason, yeah. right? And um, you can't make sense of it anyway, or mm-hmm. it's, it, it, you know, kind of some of the explanations that we have don't always do justice to why something terrible has happened. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes, for some people, things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think that we had felt like that was... The reason, and we could either kind of pony up and charge hard and, and grab it by the reins and really make the most of it, or we could kind of spiral down into mm-hmm. self pity or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Right. And um, and again, I don't say that's the case for everybody, but I felt like we were um, th- this happened for a reason, so we could make a difference, mm-hmm. and we were given this opportunity really mm-hmm. and it's not always easy i'm not mm-hmm. saying saying it in that manner and it's it's difficult and we have hard days and, and good days but um i think that that was our take on it and we we had that shared philosophy mm-hmm. which i think really made a big difference um uh in in helping us deal with it as well as kind of get be together on the mm-hmm. same page you mean the shared philosophy of this is this is our time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fueled exactly. by your faith exactly mm-hmm. yeah, yep. exactly. yeah this, this is you know, what we were called to do and just realizing that the gifts God had given us were – and the partnership of the gifts that God had given us mm-hmm. were to be used for this. And that was affirmed in people. And, and so um, that calling just kept being affirmed to us in the, the days after diagnosis and that um, that's what we were supposed to do, that we were – this was – you know, I think we all have our unique purpose and a unique purpose in our marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a unique calling together and mm-hmm. that that's what it was. So, Well, we're grateful to mm-hmm. you for the work that you do. I, I want to go back to what you were saying about communication. Of course, you know, we're kind of re-highlighting what we talk about all the time with all married couples is how necessary healthy communication is. But particularly in your situation, like mm-hmm. you said, Family business meetings turned into something completely different, you know. I mean, you had to just do a complete realignment to say this is where we're going to go for it. You guys are both very relational people, and you're in relational vocations. You're a pastor, you're a counselor, and and 
much more than that. There are so many couples that don't have relational skills at this point, but they mm -hmm. can be learned. Yeah. What, mm -hmm. what might you say to that, particularly to a couple that might be early in this uh, experience? It's kind of a heavy question, but... Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, th I think... Um, I, I think there's a couple of things that we have found helpful. I think one thing that we have done, and we've, we've had conversations about this, we... When situations arise where we have a disagreement or where there's conflict or where somebody's upset about something, we have in, on separate occasions or, or in separate circumstances had the conversation of, look, our primary goal needs to be whenever we're upset with each other or whenever we're arguing or whenever we're having a disagreement, the goal of that needs to be um, compromise, resolution, and problem solving moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes people run the risk of having a disagreement and being caught up in the mindset of, I need to win this. Mm -hmm. And that really, I think, well, obviously both people are approaching it that way. It's not going to work out, particularly when you have all the added stress and complication of having a special needs kid. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of, it, it takes the, it can take that and from a problem perspective, crank it up a few notches right. and just make things even more difficult to resolve. So we've had the, the, the trust in each other that even when we're arguing, even when we're disagreeing, mm -hmm. even when Rachel thinks I'm being a total idiot, which is <laughs> rare, which is extremely rare, <laughs> that um, the ultimate goal is to try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I think that really does make a big difference because it, it helps me feel like I can be more vulnerable when I'm sharing how I'm feeling or what I'm upset about or that mm -hmm. sort of thing. And it, But it also helps... When I know when she's mad at me or frustrated or that sort of thing, I do know that she does have our best interest at mm -hmm. heart. Mm -hmm. And that does make a big difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think also we've really tried to make a – just when communicating, to try as much as possible to not try to blame the other mm -hmm. person for something. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. once that start, once somebody start, feels like they're being attacked – I mean, it's totally going to shut down the conversation. Right. And then they get defensive, and then they may go on the counterattack, you know. Right. And sometimes it's hard to do that. I'm not saying that we're perfect in that. But we, as much as we can do that, it does help things resolve quicker and the communication flow better and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So this is something you consciously agreed on at some point to say, we're going we're gonna to go above and beyond to give each other permission to have bad days even. Yes. Is that a good way of saying it? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, we have a phrase that we use that we say, I love you, but I don't like you right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think that's okay. I mean, it says, I'm frustrated with you. You're not the person I need to hang out with right at this moment, but I still love you. And you're yeah. still affirming that, you know, um, I, I think you just have to give a lot more permission mm -hmm. when you have a, when you're in a special needs situation. Like James mm -hmm. says, everything's amped up, and you just have to give that much more grace to mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. And you know, parenting is so much harder. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just it's not it's not as easy. And so there may be things we disagree on the way we parent. And a lot of it's just because we don't know. I mean, we're just trying to navigate a very difficult terrain. Mm -hmm. And so you just have to give grace to each other in that and and allow mistakes to be made and no one to be punished for that. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's a huge part. And I don't – I think that's – anybody can do that. Right. Just, you know, it, before you – Yeah, any married couple. Before mm -hmm. you start to say blame, stop back and, and say – 
okay, well, how can I, rather than placing blame, how can we work through this together and right. get to the mm-hmm. other side of it? You Excellent. Know? And, and just having that goal that at the end, the goal is to be working as a team mm-hmm. right. and whatever you can do to help each other be a better part of the team. That's what I that's what I like about so much about talking with y'all about whether we're talking about this topic or anything else is that y'all get that whole mindset of we are team Poisky, you know, and no matter what battles we have to fight, we're on the same team. And I think a lot of married couples, whether they're dealing with special needs situations or not, they lose sight of that team mindset mm-hmm. and they start thinking it's you and me rather than us. Right. And right. that that mindset I just think is one of the gifts of marriage that can get you through so many, you know, stressful situations. And I would add to that and say as well that um, I think there's also always the temptation to brush something under the carpet or to ignore something or just to shut down and walk away and pretend like it didn't happen Mm -hmm. and to not let it be resolved. Mm -hmm. And so we've also talked about, you know, there's the old saying, don't let the sun go down on your anger, right? Mm -hmm. right? And it's ironic because most of our arguments are probably at night. But yeah, I mean, I think we've also, and we've talked about this as well, about making, making a commitment to if we are having a disagreement, if we are, if someone did get their feelings hurt or that sort of thing, to resolve it, to not let it go. Now, sometimes mm-hmm. we need to take a break, mm-hmm. right? And then come back, calm down, come back and revisit it, mm-hmm. but to never pretend like it didn't happen. And and I think that's important too, because I think what can happen is if you do get in that mindset, then things can build up and kind of snowball over time. You know? We agree right. completely. Yeah. I think if there's any issue, we, we work through it to the end, mm-hmm. you know, at least to where we're a compromise. Everybody mm-hmm. might not be a hundred percent happy, but we feel good that we've come to something together in in the end. Some type of agreement. You're listening to Marriage to the Max. Welcome back to Marriage to the Max, and we're continuing our conversation with James and Rachel Poisky. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your two kids? Great. Uh, we have, like I said, we have Joel, who's ten, and um, he's the one with muscular dystrophy, and Hallie, who's um, five, and they're kind of polar opposites in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hallie's pretty easygoing, just kind of laid back, you know, and. Uh, Joel, there's a lot of things that come with the MD in terms uh, that a lot of special needs kids have with just uh, some behavior, some learning challenges and Mm -hmm. things like that. So um, we we kind of have the gamut of learning disabilities. And um, Mm -hmm. so that makes challenges for every day, you know, and I think that two challenges, one, managing him and also 
you know, when you have a special needs kid, the siblings sometimes get the back seat and trying to figure out how to navigate that. So mm. it's it's another piece to the puzzle in terms of you've got marriage and you've got a sibling and you've got right. a special need and trying to balance all of those mm-hmm. things out. I, I think that's a that's another huge challenge when you have a special needs child. But um, anyway, so I I think that for special needs families, a lot of times the day-to-day, you know, the diagnosis is hard, whatever that diagnosis is, and gripping that reality is hard. Mm -hmm. But often the day-to-day is so difficult Mm -hmm. um, because of behavior issues, because of learning, you know, what normally takes your typically developing child 10 minutes to do homework takes a special needs child two hours, you know. And so navigating all of that brings extra stress to the family. And I'm sure every time you find a new developmental situation that that is a whole nother level of discussion for you guys as part of what you were saying earlier, how we're going to strategize as a family. Mm-hmm. Right. And and also, you know, you become an expert on whatever your child's condition is. And right. it's a, you, you are constantly educating other people, educating family members, mm-hmm. educating school. And, and that gets, you know, exhausting and, mm-hmm. and uh, trying to I almost feel like, uh, James, and I need a whole – I mean, we need a whole conference about all that every <laughs> right. week. You know, yeah. we need a two-hour mm-hmm. conference on managing all Joel's yeah. areas of his life. Um, so, yeah, so I think that – that's just some added the every day, especially for a lot of, you know, I think of parents who have um, children with autism. Mm-hmm. I think that every day just exhausting is exhausting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you know, it makes sense why the divorce statistics among married couples with special needs uh, children is you know off the charts. And tell us if we're right. We still think one of the main keys is to take the time to turn toward one another. The challenge is. When do you have the time? Because all every time you turn around, there's another new development that you've never tackled before. So yeah. I'm even. Let's go back to the, even the exhaustion. How do you care for each other? Because obviously, mm-hmm. you guys function very well in a tag team kind of thing. Not just as far as parenting, but also as far as very caring for very them. well might be an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> we just shoot for good enough. Okay. Really is what we good shoot enough for, in our so, house yeah. is good. Yeah, and, and what what I would say. I mean, I think. Um, <laughs> My take on the situation is that, well, I'm going to kind of back up just a little bit, in, in, but I'll respond to what you're saying. I, I think in, in, as part of this process, what I've come to realize is that being a child psychologist doesn't make me a better parent, but being a parent <laughs> makes me a better psychologist. Mm-hmm. And, well put. But I think it really speaks to the challenge of parenting kids who have special needs because I've got professional training and everything, and it's mm-hmm. still a daily challenge to address mm-hmm. these things. So I can really appreciate that. I think that one thing that we have realized is that we have to – we've we've had to kind of change the, the typical – parent roles, mm-hmm. I think. There's had, there has to be more flexibility in that. And mm-hmm. so I think in some situations there can be the type of thing that occurs where the mother is primarily responsible for all of the kid stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when you have, all, you have these diagnoses and you have all these medical issues or behavioral issues that go along with a special needs kid, that, that's an extra burden on the primary, you know, 
caregiver, which is mm-hmm. usually the mom in right. that regard. And I think what I've seen in some situations is there's sometimes a tendency for the father to escape into mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. longer hours at work. And I think that they there may not always be an appreciation of the extra burden and stress that is placed on the other caregiver in well, that that's regard. Good and so we found that we've had to be much more flexible. And so I've had to take more time off work. I've mm-hmm. had to be more responsible for doing, you know, taking, cleaning up the house and, and coming home early to meet the kids after school. And, and just, you have to be more flexible in that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and me going with Rachel to doctor's appointments whenever mm-hmm. I can, just so that she yeah. can feel supported. Because I think it can be kind of isolative. And no, that's a great if, point. if yeah. not, if, pe- if, parent, if parents don't make a conscious effort. And I can really... Um, I mean, I have a, my heart really goes out to single parents because it is even mm-hmm. more I burdensome. Imagine, I mean, yeah. it's and there's there's a lot of burnout and and that sort of thing. I think that occurs. So, so. in so in your marriage, you're not only caring for your family and for the kids, but you're also caring for Rachel by exactly by mm-hmm. doing that and yeah. being specific that way. And I think it's little things. You know, when you have a special needs child, you you don't necessarily have the weekly date night option for many right. reasons right. or that sort of thing. You know. Our son does not like to spend the night away from the house. That's mm-hmm. one of his little quirks. So, you know, we don't get to take weekend mm-hmm. trips. But it's little things. You know, the other day I, I was running and I was trying to get the kids off to school. And James had laid out all of Joel's medicine for me, you know. And, I mean, that was better than a diamond necklace yeah. at that point, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. because. And I told him, I said, thank you so much. That made my day mm-hmm. that I didn't have to sort through the 10 medicines when we were 10 minutes late and getting out the door. Yeah. And so it's little things like that that, mm-hmm. you know. And he said, I can do that every day. I didn't know that was such a big issue for you, wow. <laughs> you know. And he said, I'll do that every day. And it's oh, just great. little things like that that – that are turning toward each other. And I think that sometimes, you know, we overemphasize the big things like the, mm-hmm. a date night or a trip mm-hmm. or a present. And and a lot of times that's not – it's all the little things. Mm-hmm. It's all the little strings you tie together, the you know. Yeah. It's really knowing what I need yeah, in the exactly. moment and yeah. really reaching out to meet that. Yeah, it's me bringing home a Reese's cup from the grocery mm-hmm. store. <laughs> we're we're still know? trying to work out who's going to fold the laundry. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah, that I'm, one is not resolved. I'm hoping if I just avoid that one. Yeah. Then she'll That's where he practices denial at exactly. the laundry. Yeah. Well, well, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you, like, what – I mean – you know, one thing I was thinking as I was preparing some of these questions is I know you can't lump, you can't generalize every special needs family because right. there's just so many different ways this looks. And so, you know, for you guys, maybe you can go out on grab coffee together, but some couples, maybe that's not even an option because they can't even really be away from their child. Or mm-hmm. So how, what do y'all do for just, if you can just have two or three hours to yourself, do y'all just go grab dinner together or is it anything Take a nap. Yeah, I think we um, get dinner together. We, you know, as a family, we like to travel. And so even though the kids go with us for that, it, that's still rejuvenating for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes we're on a long car trip. We give them technology so they can sit and watch a movie. Sure. And, mm-hmm. you know, then we get two hours to talk. Yeah. And so I think, you know, you <laughs> You you maybe again it's kind of the grace it's it's okay that we can put a, a movie on for two hours so we can have two hours in the car to talk. Absolutely. You got to lean into whatever you get. Yeah, exactly. right. Yeah. So you have to get more creative, I think, and you know, or we just will um, 
sit outside and talk or, you know, watch TV. We have a favorite TV show we like to watch together. And um, we'll send the kids to watch a movie so we can sit and watch our TV show Mm -hmm. without being interrupted. So finding just little things, I think, that um, you can connect with is important. Mm -hmm. Also, I happen to know that there have been moments of grace where God has brought you trips or, you know, maybe you have a speaking trip and then the family can possibly even be involved with that and so forth. Not everybody's going to have that kind of a gift from God in that way, but uh, but wouldn't you say that God has given you unexpected mercies along the way that that you weren't even looking for? Oh, most definitely, and and I think in, in a number of ways. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, I we've been able to take advantage of trips and that sort of thing when I have speaking engagements. And I think the kids have had a lot of opportunities that they otherwise wouldn't have had or that we wouldn't have made time for, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I think it does change your perspective on living your days to the fullest yeah, sort of thing. You know, it's not, it's not how many days you got, it's what you do with them really. Mm-hmm. So I think it has changed our perspective and we've made things more of a priority that if it was kind of the daily routine, typical life, you know, in air quotes, people can't see that, but in air quotes, <laughs> yeah. uh, that we may, may not have really arrange those things but also you know we've met a lot of great people mm-hmm. um and i think we've really plugged into a, a really neat uh, social network and, and made some really good friends just some lifelong friends as a part of this process as well mm-hmm. and we've also really had i think we have felt that god has really provided us with a good just social group of friends who are not in the muscular dystrophy community right. who mm-hmm. who have really kind of rallied around us and and really supported us and gone out of their way to do that, which really does does make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think one thing. This is a little off what you asked, but um, just what the community has been so helpful. I mean, we've we've met people around the world, mm-hmm. and that's been a blessing. And cool. their family, we call them family. We don't even call them mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. And I think for every special needs family, finding that support group, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I know the first few years I didn't want it, but the more I leaned into it, I there was so much grace and blessing from it. And mm-hmm. and within that, it also requires you to live in the truth of your diagnosis and Mm -hmm. live in the truth with your kids Mm -hmm. so that they can meet other people like them. And um, because when you, when you try to deny that it's part of your family, um, you're denying your kids journey Mm -hmm. too in it and Mm -hmm. the way that they have to deal with their diagnosis. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really important as a family to not make it the elephant in the room, but to, to, to deal with it, it's, you know, it's what your life is and to live in the truth of your life and not isolate yourself or isolate your kids from other people like them because you're missing out on a huge blessing. I think that um, God's blessed us immensely from the community, not just the muscular dystrophy community, but the special needs community. Sure. And so I, I just encourage families to embrace whatever mm-hmm. it is and move forward with it, because when you try to just section it off as a small part of your life and ignore it, then eh, you really are missing the, the bless, some of the blessings that come from it. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I love so how you said, you said that. And I've always... I've, Always appreciate. I know Kelly has too. Appreciated how straight up you guys are about it. How honest you are about it. I've appreciated even your sense of humor about it. I mean, because you got to have a sense of humor on you some do. level. You <laughs> definitely You'll go do. absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yep. 
very so, important. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think we we probably laughed at a lot of inappropriate things, <laughs> but it gets us through. I mean, our, yeah, if we didn't have humor in the situation, I I don't know what we would do, you know. And there's some things that we laugh at that everyone else would probably say, "What probably, is your how horrifying? <laughs> not, yeah, not, horrifying. Most, yeah, not politically yeah. correct. Well, you know, sort of I, I live with that. My younger sister lives with a 20 years post car accident, has a traumatic brain injury that she still has some deficits from, and we we talk about that all the time. I mean, if you can't poke fun a little bit and just laugh about it. I mean, you just mm-hmm. end up crying all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, you got to find a little humor there. Yeah, exactly. definitely. <laughs> yeah, it kind of lets you move forward. And, and it just makes a grave situation a lot lighter <laughs> when you're poking fun at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're grateful to y'all, uh, primarily just for living your family and your marriage in such a way like you were talking about, just where grace is the driver and and I just I get so much from what you said about that this is even a, a gift easy for me to say but a gift of how this has realigned your priorities of life and what really matters you know and if if all couples whatever their lot in life is could take more of that perspective I think that would uh, they would have more satisfying marriages. So, but I'm also grateful to you for the literally worldwide community that you're a part of now, and and how many people you've encouraged to have uh, stronger marriages and stronger families. So, we uh, we love you guys, and we'll we'll definitely keep praying for blessings for your family and so forth. We appreciate it. Thank mm-hmm. you. Appreciate y'all making time for this too. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to contact us, you can uh, find us at marriagetothemax.org. You can also check out homeencouragement.org, or you can email us at thehearsts at homeencouragement.org. And uh, Kelly always wants me to say, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. So until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. May God bless y'all.